that music say? Yes, sir, Amos, that music say, Good health to all from Rexall, the stores with the orange and blue sign. Yes, 10,000 independent Rexall druggists at the stores with the orange and blue sign bring you the Amos and Andy Show, written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosier, featuring Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Amanda Randolph, Corny Anderson, Lillian Randolph, Jeff Alexander's music, yours truly, Harlow Wilcox, and starring radio's all-time favorites, Freeman Gosden and Charles Carell. Amos and Andy! How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Freeman Gosden. You know, my partner, Charles Carell, and I travel quite a bit, and we have shopped in many Rexall drugstores for ourselves and for our families. We have never found a Rexall druggist who wasn't helpful and friendly, always ready with good advice when we asked it, always ready with the guaranteed Rexall products we want. That's why we like to tell our listeners... You can always depend on your friendly Rexall family druggist. Thank you. Well, the Kingfish's mother-in-law is going to Chicago for a two-week visit. Right now, her daughter Sapphire is helping her pack. And the kingfish is standing by to make sure that nothing happens to interfere with her trip. Now, Mama, I put your extra petticoats in here and your extra camisole in this bag. Oh, thank you, daughter. Yeah, you better take along an extra hairpiece, too, Mama. You know, Chicago is the windy city. If a breeze comes up, your transformation going to go flapping around like a hairy pigeon, you know. If I was you, Baldy, I wouldn't talk about hair. You got enough for it there for a quartet. Now, see here, George Stevens, I'm not going to... Oh, that's my taxi. I'm going. Goodbye, daughter. Take care of yourself. Oh, goodbye, Mama. Now, don't let no men get fresh with you on the train. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm taking my hat pin along for protection. Well, Well, ain't no need for that, Mama. Any men that would get within harpoon and distance of you is all under lock and key. Well, you just watch yourself while I'm gone, you old windbag. George, it wasn't so nice of you to tease Mama about men. You know, a few years back, she met a man at a summer hotel. He was going to marry her, but at the last minute, he turned out to be a fortune hunter. She was so upset, she don't even talk to me about it. Well, so on to see a romance. The old poppers has got out beyond the breakwater now and then, huh? Well, don't you ever let Mama know I told you. No, no. Oh, I guess I better get the dishes done now, and I'll... Uh, yeah, oh, George, uh... the door. Holy smokes, don't tell me the old lady's done boomeranged on us here. Answer it, George. Well, wait a minute. Let me peek out the curtains here. Yeah. Uh-oh. Here's the telegraph boy. No, sir. If I open the door, he's going to expect a tip. If we wait long enough, he'll slide it under the door and go away. <laughs> ah, uh-oh. 
He must have been here before we slide and done it there already. <laughs> yeah, here we is. I get it. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. Who is it for? Well, it's for you, Sapphire. Oh. Oh, Good. George, it's from Aunt Matilda, Mama's younger sister. Say, she's coming to New York for a visit. Matilda? Uh, which one of Mama's sisters is she? Well, she's the only one of the 12 girls that didn't marry. Mm. She's on the fat side and was always considered the homeliest one in the family. Holy mackerel, I'd like to get a load of her. <laughs> being the homeless one in the family is like being the sourest bottle in the case of vinegar. <laughs> What's you coming up here for anyway? Well, you know, she's always been trying to get a husband. Seems like she's been corresponding with the marriage bureau here in New York, and they got some prospects lined up for her, and she's coming up to look them over. Yeah, I'd like to see the Skid Row Casanovas they got lined up for. <laughs> well, Aunt Matilda won't have no trouble, George. Because when Grandpapa died, because she was unmarried, he left her $20,000 in cash. She's been saving it for a dowry. Hmm, 20,000 smackers and she wants a husband, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a shame to let that money get out to family. Uh, <laughs> say, has you got a picture of Aunt Matilda around here someplace? Just that group picture we has of the whole family. Yeah, well, I think I'll borrow it for a little while and take it over to Andy's rooming house. George, what is you up to? Well, if Aunt Matilda is in the dowry dumping mood, I might as well get her to dump it on a certain big, fat, vacant lot where I got scavenging privileges. That's right. Well, here's Andy's room. I got this picture here with Aunt Matilda on it. It ain't going to be too easy to sell Andy on this gal, neither. When it comes to homeliness... He stops where alligator leaves off. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I can use the domestic angle on the boy here. Come in. It's open. Well, good morning, Brother Andy. What is you doing there, boy? Oh, I'm mending my socks here. I got seven socks, but only three or four of them is any good. So you see, by taking the toe from one and the heel from another, and and scotch tape them together here, I come up with one pair in walking condition. No doubt about it, Andy. Uh, you know, you needs a wife. Some sweet, gentle creature to add a feminine touch to this miserable hovel of yours. It does, huh? Certainly, Andy. Think of what a wife could do for this place. A little feminine niceties, uh, mm-hmm. a lace doily under the cuspidor there, <laughs> flowers in them old milk bottles on the windowsill, new rat traps under the bed marked his and hers, and all that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could female up this dump without hurting it. Of course, I has went with a lot of gals, but they was all too flighty to join up in holy monotony, I'll tell you that. Well, that's the trouble, Andy. You was always going for beauty instead of character, for youth instead of maturity. The trouble is, Andy, you was always running around with the Coke and 7-Up crowd. It's time you explored this nuptulating possibilities of the hot water bottle and the Sloan liniment set. <laughs> Yeah. I suppose sometime if I did meet the right kind of an older woman, why, I might go for it. Well, now, strange that you should bring up the subject of marrying an older woman at a time like this. Mm-hmm. You know, it just so happens, Andy, that I has done heard about a sweet old lady today who is just panting to tie herself and $20,000 up with some nice young edible bachelor. Yeah, well, I wouldn't... Uh, uh... Wait a minute now, $20,000. Mm-hmm. What does this gal look like? We want to know what you look like, huh? Well, now, uh, Andy, I happen to have a picture of it right here in my pocket. It was taken in a family group. Uh, 
She is the one with the long hair. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He ain't too bad. But why has they got a leash on her? <laughs> leash? No, no, Andy. You looking at the family sheepdog there. Wait a minute. that tall one next to the dog there. Oh. Hey, you can tell them apart because the dog don't have no ball spots, you see. Holy mackerel, Kingfish. That is the homeliest gal I done ever see. Look at the warts on her there. Well, I know, Andy, but she got $20,000. And that uh, pro rata's out at around $500 a wart, you know that. Yeah, say, this is beginning to sound better. Oh, yeah, she got the money, boy. Yeah, that ain't bad. Okay, it's a deal. Fine, Andy. Welcome to the family. What? Uh, family? Oh, yeah, now, I neglected to mention this, uh, but you see, this uh, Aunt Matilda, that Sapphire's mama's younger sister. Now, when you marries her, you and her money is going to be my Uncle Andy. Ha, ha, ha. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute. I don't want to marry into no family that's made a career of homeliness. I'm going to stick to the young gal. Well, now, wait a minute, Andy. Besides the $20,000, think of the... Real big advantages of marrying this gal. And with a young, pretty gal, you're always going to be worrying about someone stealing away from you. Yeah, you got a point there. Sure, the only one that's going to take this old mummy away from you is the undertaker. Oh, you is... Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist, one of the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of our own store names. We've done that because we recommend and sell Rexall drug products. A good example is MI-31, Rexall's many-purpose antiseptic. When cooler weather begins, my customers ask for MI-31 to use as a gargle for simple sore throat. Used full strength, MI-31 kills germs on contact, yet will not harm delicate membranes of mouth or throat. MI-31 is an effective gargle, mouthwash, breath deodorant. The multipurpose antiseptic indeed, yet you get a full pint at the same price as other brands of smaller quantity. So ask for it. MI-31 at Rexall Drugstores everywhere. George, Aunt Matilda got in town today, but is you out of your mind? She wouldn't be interested in no man like Andy Brown. Wait a minute, what's wrong with Andy? He's good looking and he has the same sloppy charm as Marlon Drano. <laughs> George, she told the matrimonial bureau that she wanted a steady, reliable man. On top of that, she caught a cold on the way up here, and she's going to have to stay in the hotel room for a couple of days. Hmm, so the old vulture got the virus, huh? Yes, George, and she wants us to find a doctor for her to give her a checkup. Yeah, well, we could get a... I, I know a, a, we could call do, uh, uh, a doctor, huh? Yes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Savar, in all them books and movies and everything, women's has always fallen in love with a doctor, ain't it? Well, yes, George, I... I guess a lot of women does that in real life, too. Yeah, excuse me, honey. I'm going out. Hmm, women falls in love with the doctor. I think I'll go over to Lodge Hall and spend the next 15 minutes putting Andy through medical school. That's what I'm going to do. Well, now 
you got everything in your head, Andy, and here's Matilda's hotel room. Yeah, tell me this. Do I look like a legitimate Dr. Kingfish? Oh, yeah, Andy, with that stethoscope sticking out of your pocket there and that white coat we got from the candy butcher over at the burlesque house. <laughs> oh, you look like the real thing, boy. Oh, yeah, good. I just remember when you were examining Matilda, don't turn around. She might lose confidence in her physician if she sees his orange crush written on the back of your coat there. <laughs> Well, I'll watch it. Well, uh, ring the bell, Kingfish. Nah, all right, now. Put yeah. it on good, boy. You're yeah. a doctor. You know. Well, I see the picture, you know, so she shouldn't be too much of a shock to me or anything. Well, don't forget, Doanna, sometimes after they takes a picture, they has an artist to retouch the thing. You see, uh... Yeah. Well, well, Aunt Matilda. Why, George, come on in. Holy mackerel, Kingfish. Who retouched her picture, Michelangelo? Shut <laughs> up, Annie. Get on in there. George, I was just resting up here in my bathrobe. I was a little under the weather. Oh, uh, yeah, well, so Sapphire told me, and that's why I brought along my friend and physician, Dr. Brown, the world-famous surgeon who is, uh, he's the one that uh, recovered the, uh, the cure for streptomycin, you see. Oh, how thrilling to meet you. Such a distinguished physician, Dr. Brown. Oh, you look like something I read about in the medical journal. Uh, likewise. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I brung along the doctor, Aunt Matilda, to give you a quick culinary examination, you see. Oh, that was sweet of you, George. Mm -hmm. And how thrilling to be examined by a big New York doctor. Yeah, yeah. Well, proceed with examination, doctor. Get your bag open there and take out your R stick and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, stick out your tongue, Aunt Matilda, and say ah. Ah. A little further. Ah. A little further. Ah. <laughs> What do you think, Dr. Brown? She's sick, all right. <laughs> the last time I see the tongue that bad, it was peering at me from behind two pieces of stale rye bread. Oh. <laughs> uh, you close your mouth now, Aunt Matilda. There's a draft in here. <laughs> and the doctor wants to get on with examination, you see. You know, Doctor, I've been coughing so much, I think I done hurt my ribs. Hurt your ribs, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, plug in your stethoscope there, Doctor, and see if you can hear anything uh, through all that blubber. Yeah. <laughs> now, let me let me kind of tap around the ribs here. Take it easy there, Aunt Matilda. Take it easy. Uh, Kingfish, he sure is a ticklish old gal. <laughs> Well, I ain't seen nothing crash around like that since I dropped my goldfish bowl on the kitchen floor. Oh, I hope I'm all right, doctor, because just before I left home, my family doctor took my cardiograph. Yeah, well, you know them country doctors. They'll yank out anything at the drop of a hat. Why? Why, a cardiograph is an instrument used to check the heart. No fooling. Yeah, well, now, uh, you will have to excuse the doctor here, Aunt Matilda. You see, Dr. Brown here has been working pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, the records show that yesterday alone he performed 32 operations. 32 operations? Oh, why, he must be exhausted. Oh, yeah. On the last operation, he was so weak that he had to lay down on the table with the patient operate. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful to have a successful like a doctor like this to give me so much of his time. 
And he's so handsome and charming, too. Mm, uh, well, I know the doctor won't get on with the examination, so I tell you what, uh, I'll be running along. I'll see you later, Aunt Matilda. Yeah. So long, Kingfish, so long. Yeah, and by the way, doctor, you was doing fine so far, but if I was you, I'd play it smart and examine them ribs a couple of more times, boy. Yeah. You Get on in department here. This here thing is a mess. Yeah. If that thing work out this afternoon, it might lead to Andy marrying Aunt Matilda. Yeah, and then keep her twenty thousand dollars in the family, then I get a hold of uh Sapphire, I was home. George Stevens, I've been waiting for you. I'm so mad at you, I don't know what to do. Well, wait a minute now. I walk in the house here, and the second I get in, you jump all over me. What's the matter with you? is the idea taking that Andy Brown over and introducing him to Aunt Matilda as a doctor. She done went and fell for that big boo. Yeah, well, that's what I planned on. That way, if she marries Andy, it'll keep the $20,000 in the family. George, Aunt Matilda ain't got no $20,000. Yeah. She's been spending her money right and left trying to land a rich husband. The matrimonial bureau had one lined up for her, a Mr. Hamilton. Mm. He's a lonely old man, and he's worth over $200,000. They've been corresponded, and he was crazy about it. Now, you done went and run her chances. Well, now, wait a minute, you It ain't too late. I, I'm sorry. I, I, now, wait a minute. Look here. I'll tell you what you do. Now, Now we can get out of this some way. Tell her that I was just fooling or something, that Andy ain't no doctor. I done already done that, George, but it was too late. Aunt Matilda already called up Mr. Hamilton and told him it was all off. Now, he never wants to see her or speak to her again. Holy mackerel. As the glowworm said when the nightingale ate him up, I is too bright for my own good. I don't know what... This is your Rexall family druggist again. Yesterday I had a customer with a familiar problem. It went something like this. I'm always running out of cold cream or cleansing cream or throat cream. I'm forever buying creams. Well, ma'am, I suggest a sensible end to that problem. Anne Delafield's all-purpose deep cream is all complexion creams in one. Why, what a good idea. And a very good cream, my customers tell me. Rich, deep penetrating, lubricating, and cleansing. Well, you'd need half a dozen creams for the complete complexion care you get with Anne Delafield's all-purpose deep cream. And what a beautiful golden top jar. All of Anne Delafield's cosmetics are in beautiful containers. The lipstick, cologne, skin freshener, face powder, eye kit, and this all-purpose deep cream. Anne Delafield's all-purpose deep cream. I'll take it. Very well, ma'am. And remember, Anne Delafield's cosmetics are sold only at Rexall drugstores. I think I'll drop in and see Al Gung when Jay Calhoun. Yeah, the way I messed this thing up, maybe he got some angle for me to get out of it. I don't know. Uh... Well, how are you, Calhoun? Is you busy? Uh, just a second, Kingfish. I, I'm going over a letter here. How did this sound to you? Hmm? Dear sir, as your opponent in our recent lawsuit, it is my considered opinion that you are, without a doubt, the most unscrupulous attorney I has ever met. Your conduct in court is ridiculous. 
Your knowledge of the law is infinitesimal. And you have the brains of an ant and the manners of a jackass. Yours very truly. Holy smokes, who is you sending that nasty letter to? Sending nothing. I got this in the mail this morning. Oh. <laughs> now, 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 listen, Calhoun. I is in a mess here. I done broke up the romance between my Aunt Matilda and a Mr. Hamilton. Now I find out that Mr. Hamilton's worth $200,000. Uh, Kingfish, that is a nasty piece of matrimonial messing. Yeah, I know that, but can you think of anything I can do to bring them back together again? I want to be the fella that brings them together. The old fella's so mad he said that he never wants to see her again. Well, now, if a man thinks a gal might do something desperate on account of unrequited love, sometime he changes his mind. Yeah, if Mr. Hamilton thinks that Aunt Matilda was going to do something desperate, uh, he might forgive her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll write him a note. Yeah, I'll send him a note signed Aunt Matilda. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, I'll get him to come over to the lodge hall. Yeah. Then I can work on the old boy's sympathy. Oh, thank you a lot, Calhoun. Yeah, yeah. And I excuse me, King Creech. I got to get all these law books back. Uh, 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 get, get them off my the, the, the desk and put them back in the bookcase here. Yeah, you sure got a pile of them there, boy. Oh, man, I had a big case in court this week. A woman client of mine was suing her husband. Uh-huh. She claimed that her husband was spending his evenings in some other woman's apartment. Yeah. Well, I, I went into action... But it took a stack of law books five feet high to get the goods on that man and his gal. Oh, you read the books and got the legal angles, huh? Well, heck no, I stood on them and peeked over the transom. <laughs> Well, Andy, I had lightning deliver the letter over to Mr. Hamilton, signed Aunt Matilda, you see. I sure he's going to be over here because I hinted around that she was going to do something desperate. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to be easy to rekindle the flame of that old boy, Kingfish. A fella his age ain't likely to be too eager for romance. Well, don't let them old geezers fool you, Andy. There's many a campfire the rangers done thought was out that wound up burning down 10,000 acres. <laughs> well, uh, you could put it kind of strong in the letter, huh, that Aunt Matilda was thinking of doing away with herself? Well, I done hit it, uh, hinted at several gruesome possibilities. Yeah. I would say that when he read it, when he... Uh, wait a minute, that, that must. Now, stop grinning there, Andy. Put on a sad face. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, come in. I'm looking for George Stevens. Uh, that's me. Uh, what can I do for you, sir? Well, this note was delivered to me from your Aunt Matilda. My Aunt Matilda, huh, uh... What did the poor dear have to say? Well, here you are. Read it for yourself. Uh, say here, Mr. Frederick Hamilton, New York, New York, dear murderer. <laughs> By the time this letter reaches your cruel and heartless hand, I may be stiff, cold, deceased, and otherwise unsuitable for romance. <laughs> Farewell, thoughtless heartbreaker. Yours sincerely, the Kingfish's heartbroken old Aunt Matilda. <laughs> P.S. Keep smiling. What is it? <laughs> well, naturally, I was terribly upset. Oh, yeah, that's a sad letter, all right. Yeah, and I'm afraid it just goes to confirm my suspicion about dear old Annie. Uh, do you really feel that she's done away with herself? Oh, yeah, we feel the old gal done kicked her own bucket. <laughs> well, uh, do you have any proof of that? 
Uh, proof? Uh, well, now, it ain't conclusive, but this morning we found Aunt Matilda's umbrella on top of the Empire State Building hanging over the railing. <laughs> and 98 stories below was a size 52 hole in the sidewalk. <laughs> but do you think it was her? Well, we wasn't sure, but just to be on the safe side, we had the local congregation to go over there and holler, Ah, sweet mystery of life, down to Subway Grayton. <laughs> oh, dear, this is terrible. Poor Matilda. Why, I was so heartless to her. Why? <laughs> I'd do anything to get her back. No, you would, huh? Now, well, now, come to think of it, uh, you know, I don't believe that was uh, Aunt Matilda's umbrella on top of the building after all. Thinking it over, I don't believe it was an umbrella at all. It was just a tall, thin tourist looking over the wall. <laughs> yeah, come to think about it, I don't think that was really no size 52 hole in the sidewalk either. No, I think that was just a couple of fellows down there working on the pipes. Uh, are you sure? Well, uh, when the ladies of the congregation uh, hollered their number down there, they got a pretty nasty baritone echo from the manhole. <laughs> oh, if it were only true. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Hamilton, uh, if you drop by the apartment tonight, I, I think I might have some good news for you. Oh, how wonderful. And Matilda and I will be happy together again. Yeah, and I'll tell you, if I was you, I wouldn't take the old gal on no tall building until she gets over jumping jitters, you see. That cause she's pretty nervous. So the Kingfisher's Aunt Matilda and Mr. Hamilton done reconcile, huh, Andy? Yeah, Amos, they're all happy now. They're going ahead with the wedding and everything else. Yeah, well, I just hope this uh, Mr. Hamilton is all right. Uh... Oh, yeah, don't worry about that, boy. He's got over $200,000. Yeah, well, that's a break for the kingfish, getting a rich man like that in the family. I guess they're going to have a big wedding, huh? Oh, sure. Everybody's invited. The mom-in-law's coming back from Chicago, and you know something? At the wedding, me and the kingfish is going to be Mr. Hamilton's best man. The two of you going to be his best man? Yeah. The kingfish figures that if the old boy gets cold feet going up the aisle, the two of us will be able to line buck him up to the altar. Oh, yeah! Matilda, it's wonderful. Us all having this little dinner up here at the apartment to celebrate your engagement. Oh, I'll be the happiest woman in the world at my wedding tomorrow. Yeah, how about you, Mr. Hamilton? Are uh, you all ready to sniff the orange blossoms? <laughs> oh, yes. I am very happy to have my Matilda back. Oh, yeah, I tell you, she's a wonderful... Uh, uh, somebody at the door, I'll get it, folks. Oh, Mama, you was back from Chicago. Well, Mama, I did it. I has done got your sister a rich husband. Yes, son-in-law. When I got Sapphire's why I rushed right back here to meet my sister's fiancé. Yeah, well, come on in, Mama dear. We are all in the dining room. <laughs> oh, sister, I'm so glad you're here. And I want you to meet the man I'm marrying tomorrow. <laughs> well, how do you do? I'm so... Why, it's Frederick Hamilton. That deadbeat jilted me 15 years ago. Let me at it! No, no, wait a minute, Jeff. Hold on. This is Harlow Wilcox with a word that can be important to your health, your popularity, your success on the job. The word is plenamins. The famous Rexall multivitamins, one of the best balanced formulas money can buy. 
Plenamins, spelled P-L-E-N-A-M-I-N-S, are the tiny, easy-to-swallow capsules that give you ten vitamins, plus three important extras, iron, liver concentrate, and red vitamin B12. Plenamins are the vitamins that give you more than the minimum daily requirement of all vitamins with known minimums. So, don't say vitamins, say plenamins. The Rexall multivitamins sold on Rexall's money-back guarantee at Rexall drug stores everywhere. The stores with the orange and blue sign. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, rely on your Rexall family druggist. And when you visit him, would you be kind enough to say that Amos and Andy sent you? Thank you and good night. See you next Sunday. Young women tag after men who use Stag. Stag brushless shave cream. No fuss, no rub in. Just smooth it on for a quicker, closer, cleaner shave that lasts the whole day through. Wives never nag at men who use Stag. Be sure to be with us at the same time next Sunday when your Rexall druggist will again present the Amos and Andy Show, directed by Cliff Howell. Stay tuned for the Bing Crosby program, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This is the CBS Radio Network.